Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Joining us to analyze the latest market actions is Ryan Huang. Good morning, Ryan. How's it going? Good morning, Dan. Doing great because it's a long weekend. Have you, you know, prepped enough and planned for the coming days? Oh, so much actually. I just can't wait to sleep in. That's the biggest thing I'm looking forward to. Uh, me too. Lots to catch up on when it comes to sleep. And of course, mm. um, hopefully I can get some well, activities in the agenda as well. This is I Light Festival going on, so I might check it out. I Light Festival. Oh, it's Night it, Lights Festival. Is it happening? Is it happening like this weekend? It starts today. Okay. And also, actually, because it's the first of June, a mm. lot of things kick in today, including how SIA and Scoot Cabin Crew have the option of removing their face masks. Wow. And okay. Also, they are going to be returning some of the food the appetizers back into the meal trays. Mm. And one more thing I am keeping an eye on is the 1st of June is if you are heading out to the food courts, hawker centres, there'll be tougher enforcement action if you don't return your trays. Mm, time to be responsible, right? As always, thank you so much, Ryan, for the quick update of uh, what we can expect in June. Anyways, let's turn back to the markets. And today, investors are closely watching a bill that would raise the debt ceiling and cut government spending. And the measure passed a key procedural hurdle in the House yesterday, clearing its path to a final vote on the floor later today. Now, the Congress is rushing to approve the measure by Monday, and that's the earliest date the US risks a sovereign default. And I'll give you more updates as the story develops. But now I want to turn our attention over to the tech sector of the S&P 500, which ended the month with a bang. I'm talking about May. It leapt 9.29% in May as semiconductors stocks rallied. I mean, in just NVIDIA alone, its stock had skyrocketed about 170% on the buzz around AI technology. And the chip maker, if you remember, on Tuesday, was briefly thrust beyond a $1 trillion valuation. But according to BlackRock, they believe believe that stripping out those big movers reveals that investors may believe that the US economy is already contracting or is actually in a recession. Ryan, what's going on here? Yeah, so this is about how the S&P 500 may not be an entirely accurate reflection of actually what's going on. Mm. So if you think about it, S&P 500, you've got the five biggest companies to trade or invest in. But the catcher is not all 500 have the same weighting. Right. In terms of moving the price or at least the points reading on S&P 500. So the criticism for quite some time has been many of these moves have been led by some of the bigger companies, the big tech companies, the ones you've just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And if you strip out all that by giving equal weighting to all of the index's constituents, regardless mm-hmm. of size, instead of being 9% up this year, is actually down by more than 1%. Oh, man. So it is obscuring the overall wider movements from the rest of the smaller stocks, the smaller tech stocks even. So Mm. that's something to bear in mind that not everyone is enjoying the bounce that we saw and talked about, like NVIDIA being up um, so much by around 170% this year. It's not being enjoyed by some of the other smaller names that we don't talk about. So if we are looking at the S&P 500 as a reflection of the US economy, there is a point to be made that the economy is not doing as well as what the stock market is suggesting. So Mm. in some cases, the view is that 
some businesses are going through tougher times than others and reflecting what's being described as a recession. Yeah, interesting, Ryan. Thank you so much for that. And yes, it's uh, it's interesting to note the disparity between the bigger tech stocks and compared with those small small stocks who uh, which uh, find themselves in the S and P five hundred as well. Now, meanwhile, other economists are now saying that given the release, the recent release of strong job numbers and low layoffs, there appears to be no indication of a recession. Ryan, walk us through the latest U.S. job openings and labor turnover survey, and how does it support? their stand. Yeah, in short, it was a pleasant surprise. So we saw strong job numbers, low layoffs, no major indicators of a recession. So that's mm. the summary of it. So let's dive into the numbers. So openings, job openings rose to 10.1 million last month in the US. That's up from 9.6 million. So hey, if you have more people creating jobs, it's a well, encouraging signal that the economy is doing well mm. and you know, more businesses businesses need more help and are hiring. Right. So that kind of points to an economy doing not in a recession. So if you look at the other part of the equation, layoffs were down. So across the board, the job market saw layoffs dropping to 1.6 million. Mm-hmm. That's down from 1.8 million in March. So the latest reading for April is also encouraging. Even though we've been seeing headlines about tech companies laying off people to a huge extent, that is not contributing to the worrying signs we've been seeing. So there is, in the sense, not a strong signal that this is the start of a trend that's going to continue. Mm. We are seeing the layoff numbers moderate. So it is encouraging on the front, uh, but also... Not exactly what the Fed is hoping to do, which is engineer a bigger slowdown so they don't have to hike anymore. Yeah, it's getting very confusing. We are getting a lot of uh, contradictive data along the way as you know we step closer and closer towards the next Fed meeting as well. But anyways, let's now turn over to the EV space where we're seeing one company making headlines this morning. And no, I'm not talking about Tesla, but Lucid Group. Now, the company announced that it is raising about $3 billion in a common stock offering with the majority of the money coming from the electric vehicle makers Saudi owners after a more than 60% stock slump in the last year. But it looks like investors are not cheering to this news as shares of the EV maker plunged. That's more than 7% in extended trading. Why is that, Ryan? Yeah, Lucid says it wants to raise money for general corporate purposes, including CAPEX and working capital. So that's to the tune of $3 billion. And typically when it comes to creating or issuing new shares, it's not positive for price action because you're widening the pool of shares in public trading. So that Mm. dilutes the value of existing shares. So $1.8 billion of what is hoping to raise at $3 billion sum will come from Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. The rest will be raised through a public offering. And I suppose we'll see how much momentum um, this 
share dilution sentiment will have in the coming days? Yep, it's worth noting as well that the fund already currently owns about 60% of the Newark, California-based Lucid. And the Bank of America is currently acting as the sole book runner manager for the public offering. So we'll watch closely on this story as it slowly develops. Now let's take it back home. In the month of May, Singapore stock's total market capitalization fell by 2.8%, extending losses amid elevated global macroeconomic uncertainty that's brought about by rising risks of a recession, inflationary pressures, and the banking crisis. Now this actually marks the second month in a row in which Singapore stocks booked a decline in value, following a 0.5% or 4.4 billion Singapore dollars loss in April. Ryan, what's happening here? Now let's look at the numbers and we saw the value of Singapore listed stocks down 2.8% on a month-on-month basis. So in terms of market cap, it's down $22.8 billion in May Hmm. to $792 billion. So we've got losers outnumbering Gainers, 341 to 163. Wow. So, like you pointed out, second month in a row. And among the reasons being cited is how initially we were expecting the Fed to pause on rate hikes. And then, suddenly, we are looking at a possible hike instead of 25 basis points. So, the mood is changing as we get the data coming through from the US economy suggesting that the Fed might need to do more to tame inflation and to slow down the economy. So that is starting to contribute to um, the expectations of interest rate path in the coming months. So that's part, I think, of the expectations. And I suppose to some extent also, some people are pointing to what's being dubbed as a seasonal trend um, where you are looking at people selling away in May and then Mm -hmm. coming back in the later months. So that's also another potential reason to look at. So maybe that rebound could come in June or July as investors return. Yeah, very interesting. And uh, some of the notable movers, uh, Singapore Airlines, they booked the biggest gain in value in the month, adding about 1.7 billion Singapore dollars in the value from April. Meanwhile, we've got other top gainers from for May, which includes Samcorp Industries, Jardin Matheson Holdings and Prudential as well. Now, some of the big, biggest decliner in May was DBS, which took a $6.5 billion hit to its value. OCBC, another top decliner, shedding $1.4 billion. And analysts are now warning that the local banks, you know, which had a good run amid higher interest rates for a prolonged period, could be in for tougher times ahead as loan growth moderates. And you know, local savers could also potentially put their money in higher f- interest fixed deposit products as well. So, here's to hoping that June will be a better month for Singapore. But anyways, now we're going to play a game of up or down. And if you are a regular on the show, you would be familiar with this game. I'll pick a stock or a topic and you'll guess whether it's going to be an up or a down. Ryan, are you ready? Let's go, Dan. First on the list, we've got Chewy. Yeah, Chewy is a pet retailer. Have you got pets, Dan? I used to. And then uh, hamster, actually. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to ask what happened to the hamster. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it is seeing a change in spending patterns when it comes to pet owners. So right. Chewy, of course, is a big pet retailer. And I am going down because it mm. is seeing softness in terms of spending for discretionary and hard goods for these pet owners. People are just not buying as much of these higher margin items 
and not spending as much on their pets as before, perhaps just bracing themselves for tougher months ahead. People keep talking about recession. Maybe sometimes um, they are feeling it themselves if they've been laid off. So that is reflecting the spending sentiment in the US broadly. Mm, interesting, yeah. I think I'm going to go with an up for this one because I'm, I, still, I still believe that people would spend on their pets. I mean, do you have a pet, Ryan? Uh, I used to as well. So yes. there was a fish. Oh, a fish. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think I'm cut out for it. Okay. <laughs> yes, but uh, as owners, I think we, we are willing to give um, our, so much for our pets. And the reason why I'm going for up is because, uh, you know, shares of Chewy has surged more than 13% after they beat earnings, uh, after they beat uh, Wall Street estimates on their earnings. Now, let's move on to the next one. We've got Salesforce. Okay, I'm going with down because it's seeing pressure as customers back away from big consulting deals. So it's a mm. bit of a reflection as of the risk appetite that's now starting to permeate across the economy. People just starting to pinch their pennies and purses, purse strings a bit more and just bracing or not spending as much as people are projecting earlier. Yeah, that's correct. I'm with you on this one as well. I mean, despite, you know, revenue beating and lifting its full year earnings guidance, the stock dropped as much as 7% after, you know, the company said that they're starting to see less demand for multi-year transformations and in some cases, delayed projects as customers focus on quick wins and fast time to value. Salesforce is going to be a down for me as well. Let's move on. Next on the list, we've got Tesla. All right, Tesla is going to be an up for me. Mm. So according to reports, Tesla is going to be showcasing its updated Model 3 in Shanghai, where Elon Musk is visiting his factory. Mm. So this is significant because Model 3 has for a long time not been updated. So based on reports, it's going to be slightly longer and sportier. as a sleeker interior design. So it looks like Tesla is trying to keep pace with the competition because it has been losing market share to the likes of BYD and other Chinese EV makers. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday as well, how it lost uh, you know, to BYD in the Indonesian's market. So I'm quite excited to see how this looks like. So I'm going to give Tesla an up for this one. Now let's move on next on the list. We've got Chinese electronics giant Oppo. All right, Oppo is going to be an up for me and they are debuting their makes reality headset and this is something everyone's trying to jump on right now mm. the likes of apple microsoft some of the names they're trying to get into the mixed reality space so putting on your headgear or goggles mm. to enter another world the metaverse maybe or other dimensions a new way to work and play are you into that yeah, I mean, but the, the thing is that you, usually when I wear the headset, right, I, mm. I tend to get a bit of motion sickness. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll so, get used to it if you do it enough. And yeah. you play the violin, right? So maybe yeah. if you put it on, you can have virtual violin. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, like a virtual concert. Yeah. How to play a violin virtually. Yeah, that would be very cool, actually. I'm going to go with an up with this one as well. Yes, that's because uh, uh, the Oppo says that, you know, it's going to be a real product or successful product that has a lot of improved um, improved uh, improved facilities for, for consumers to enjoy as well and to help entice developers to create applications that is likely to make the mixed reality popular. Now, next on the list, we've got SIA. Okay, SIA. I am going up because it's going to be giving 
free Wi-Fi. Not just free, it's unlimited free Wi-Fi to wow. all passengers. You just have to sign up as a Chris Flyer member, which is oh. free, by the way. So anyone can sign up. Okay. So effectively, it's just stepping ahead of the competition by giving free internet to you and me, anyone who's flying SIA. And you can imagine, you know, these long flights can be quite... Um, boring sometimes because yeah. of the entertainment options. Mm. So it gives you a chance to get connected to your friends, post your selfies in real time. Yeah. Maybe even WhatsApp your friend across the aisle, right? Sometimes yeah. you just want to talk to someone or even call someone. So it's really opening up so many possibilities. Um, of course, this was actually available to business class and other classes as well. Okay. But now for economy, it's going to be free, unlimited. Hmm. Interesting. Wi-Fi on flight. I've never had the luxury to actually have Wi-Fi on flight. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, I had a chance to actually try it, but it was a two-hour limit back then. Mm. So it was quite useful for me to just catch up my emails because when you're in a plane, right, what yeah. else can you do? So yeah. I took a chance to clear all my backlog. So very useful for clearing work. I mm. think some, some, a lot of people will like it. You work too hard, right? And I'm thinking about the shows that I'm going to be watching online. <laughs> You watch too many shows then. What yeah. are you watching now? Me? Uh, well, I recently just finished the... What is that? I can't remember. You watch so many shows for yeah, I forgot. I forgot the series already. But anyways, um, next on the list, uh, last one in fact, we've got Cetrium. Alright, Cetrium is a down for me. It's under investigation by the CPIB for alleged corruption in Brazil. So it really has those um, uh, memories of what happened with Capol just underlining it. So offshore marine company Seastrom, formerly known as Semcorp Marine, is um, seeing some individuals from the company being investigated by the Corrupt Practices Investigation Bureau for offences. So mm. it is um, something they are going through because of apparently alleged irregularities in practices. And this is with his wholly owned unit, Estalero Jurong Alara Cruz, and this comes after authorities in Brazil published a notice in a an official gazette that it is um, pu- pushing on with proceedings against that unit for past conduct linked to what's called Operation Car Wash. So it's quite a long story. If you want to get into it, it's a major anti-corruption probe in Brazil that saw a lot of politicians get implicated. Hmm. Many large Brazilian companies also were caught up, including the state-owned oil company Petrobras. So this uh, latest one by Citrium is the next episode, I guess. Yeah, worrying times for Citrium. In a spotlight for not so good news, I'm going to go with a down for this one. Thank you so much as always, Ryan, for this comprehensive breakdown of Market View. We'll catch you again next Monday. Meanwhile, continue to keep it right here with us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.